Okay, with filmmaker uh, Brittany Christine, Out of This World is the short film. It's an animation film. It was done, uh, Christine, it was done at, at a 48-hour film festival, right? Like a kind of a contest? Yes. So originally, um, the it was for a festival, but we do have the, the permission and the rights to enter it into other festivals, too. Yeah. And so uh, how it came about was it was during COVID. Um, at that stage, this was my 12th film with Indus Alilia, who's the co-everything with me. She's co-director, co-editor, co-creator, co-writer. Um, we're a two-woman band. And it, we like it that way for the 48s because we've learned with such limited time, it's easier to just get through what you need to with like one other person or a couple other people mm. versus sometimes we've had really huge sets of like 30 and it's just been really hectic for the 48s yeah so so yeah her and I did everything start to finish from um Friday night till Sunday afternoon when we submitted for yeah. deadline <laughs> the moving parts syndrome more people more moving parts right like less people you can get things done you can you can you can move faster it might not be as profound and grand because you need more people for that but you can it's like a tugboat right you can move around the waters faster right right and especially me being a voice actress too i can do multiple characters mm -hmm. so that's really easy yeah. um, and then she can focus more on editing that's her jazz like she does the animation really well and uses a program it's it's called voyand v-o or v-y-o-n-d that is like it's normally for like a business powerpoint presentation style or type of thing yeah. but we we were like oh my gosh this is quick and easy we can use it like a video game to kind of like choose the characters um characteristics and eye colors and hair and and all that and just piece it all together kind of quickly versus yeah. normal animation would take yeah. you know 10, 10 to 20 fold of what as long as you have a good story and a good sound design some good voice actors you could pull it off i guess right yeah, hopefully we did. We we hope we did. We think well, we did. <laughs> I really our festival really shows uh 48 hour films because it does have its like flaws and limitations, but yours was an exception. But I'm just curious, like it was during you said you did this during it was a four a 48 hour challenge during COVID, right? Yeah, so we we had done like four more animations since then that were also 48s during okay. COVID. Like they were called the 48 stuck at home, the Seattle 48, the. I was just um, curious, like, so then that's sort of, that was the whole point. Like people can, had to do it in the confines of their home, I guess. Right. Yeah. And we tried really hard to do that with a couple films, other 48 films where we had actors all over the world that were on camera that were shooting with their cell phones or, or other cameras that they had. And it just didn't work out. Like it just, what it was fun. And we all had a hoot doing it but like at the end of the day we wanted it to be better quality and we felt like animation could do that while we're at home versus what we were working with because not everyone has high-tech gear yeah. you know to really accomplish what we wanted to yeah and i remember there was that era like it's like mid to 220 2020 to about like like early 2021 where there's all these zoom movies right people were making zoom yeah. and and plays and yeah. like um even what are they they're i guess i guess they're podcasts too but they're like sh podcast shows that are like actors doing like a full-blown script and stuff I, st I started to get into listening to some of those that my friends were doing yeah too that i had never i had listened to podcasts and i listened to audibles but i had never listened to like screenplays and like if i felt like i was listening to movies which yeah. was really 
that for me happened the last couple of years has probably been around a long time and I just wasn't aware of it, but yeah. Yeah. Longer, yeah long, we've been doing that for a long time, those kind of script readings too. So I think what you're kind of alluding at. So tell them, okay. So the 40 hour challenge does it usually has like, like uh, props, right. Where they say like, you have that purple or it's gotta be like, it's gotta be steward steward, uh, like a, um, a pilot's gotta be in it or whatever it is. Like there's always gotta be something that, you have to have in the film, I guess, right? Yes. So I'm, and I'm just realized I didn't, I can't even remember off the top of my head what out of this world was. So I'm going to look it up while I'm on, while I'm on the podcast with you. Cause it was, it, we've done, we've done 17 now of these, the last five years, her Indus, Alilia and I, and we were, I mean, one year we did like eight in a row. So I can't remember all of them off the top of my head what they were but like it's it gets you have to get so creative with it sometimes where just to like throw it in at the very last minute even um the the dialogue but so for this one it says it was the name had to be oh this yeah okay so this was the very first stuck at home series one that that the seattle 48 threw the theme had to be missing someone or something the name had to start with a Z or Z A. Okay. So my, my name is A Z, and I'm Austria Zonberg. That's my character, the British one in the film. The prop was um, was a hat, and we had hats in the like party scene. <laughs> and okay. Um, the sound effect had to be vocal, and it said in parentheses, "Using your mouth." Oh, or non-vocal by using objects. And so we didn't know what to do. So we did both. We were like, well, now we can't be disqualified because we'll, we'll just like do, we'll do both to play it safe. And yeah, so we got all of them, all of them in there. I mean, she's missing dropples the whole time. And we, we never explain what that is because I, we wanted it to be sort of relatable for everyone, like whatever anyone's missing. Yeah. So, then, so it, it kind of like makes sure that that when you're doing the contest that you don't you can't just like go to your drawer and pick out an old script or something like that and kind of cheat a little bit. You have to make sure that these I'm sure people do that. and They kind of like rejig a story that they know already, I guess. Right. But I guess the first. Oh, yeah, we've seen it a million times and we we really pride ourselves in having integrity when it comes to that, because the, honestly, like this, we've seen so many people win when they cheat and when they do that. And it's, but it's so obvious that there's like, there's no way they did this in a weekend, you know, like, it, cause it's, there's too many moving parts. There's too many cast members and yeah. everything like, perfect. And you're like, okay, they've been working on this six months. So they've been waiting for a 48 to present this, <laughs> but, yeah. but we've been like, we're really good that at always doing it, it, her and I like kind of improv off of each other. We have that kind of relationship where we bounce um, back and forth. Like we feed off of each other's energy if we're in a silly mood. And so when we were editing that, especially it was just like, okay, well, what's good. We would like try to make each other laugh. And then whatever wasn't funny, didn't make the film or when, it, if the other person didn't laugh, we're like, okay, well, we'll leave that part out. But if we both were cracking each other up, then we put it in the film. So, cause we didn't have time to really do anything very deep and meaningful with you know we we write it the first night the second night we edit right. and then we and we keep editing all night and turn it in the next day but to develop everything so the whole the whole point with that one was to have it be uplifting 
because everyone was stuck at home. It was the stuck at home challenge. Um, and a lot of those 48s get pretty heavy duty. Like they, they, people will use it as their therapy or, or as their way sure. to get their, it, their, get it out in their creativity. Yeah. And we, so I call it being made... masturbatory. Like they're, they're, they're being a little bit egotistic. There's a, there's ego in their, in their films, I guess. Right. Right. And, and what I want to say to people is, you know, you don't have to always make it exactly what's going on in your life. Like a lot of people don't know this. Um, but when we had done that film, I had four relatives pass like back to back to back. And they were the closest people to me in the world. And it, it was at a time in my life where I was really like, I didn't know what my sense of humor was anymore. Cause I had been so sad for so long. And like, every time I would start to feel better, someone else would die. And so I'd be like starting to get over one grief and then it'd be another back to back loss. And like Indus, bless her heart, she was the one that like got me to be creative with her. And she's like, I think you'll just feel better, you know? And I, we had tried a couple films where I was, I was literally crying on camera and I was being the actress, the lead. And, and like, she was like, okay, the whole crew is like bawling now, you know? And like, this is like every, we were like, we're not doing this for a while. And then we ended up just doing comedy, like straight comedy for like 15 movies in a row. And by the time we hit this one, like, it it was like it got so zany and quirky and eccentric with with the jokes like we're not we our other films weren't like this one so that's why i really like this one is it sticks out so much it's so different to any of our previous work like comedy wise gotcha so yeah no like it's a really kind of fun cool film there's a certain like it's all about tone too right where like it's really hard to nail a tone in 48 hours like in terms of editing in terms of like the performances because like you know art takes time right when you're when you're in a rush sometimes you get lucky but it's like it's you know what i mean like you but your film's got this certain quirkiness that kind of works right so when people compare it to like rick and morty and i actually haven't seen rick and morty yet i've yeah, seen there's like, some yeah there's some rick and morty to it yeah there's you haven't seen it yet I have, I'm dying to though. Like I've, um, I've met some really big voice actors, like, uh, I mean, Seth MacFarlane from everything, but, um, in person and stuff. And I just swoon. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, like that would be my dream is to you just be, like, named up, dropped uh, Seth MacFarlane that you've met him in person. Oh my God. Because I'm like, I like, that would be my like goal in life to be, would be like the female version of him or something where you can like write your own stuff, make people laugh. It's like animation, it's cartoons, but then, you know, he's just so creative. He's so good at all that. And I, yeah, I mean, there, maybe there already is a female like that out there and I just don't know about him, but but yeah, I, he, I just think he's so amazing. And so that was kind of like when, like, I guess South Park and Family Guy love. I, I love those types of cartoons and yeah. stuff. You're, so. you're in my generation by saying that, right? So, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, that, that, yeah, <laughs> Without that, aging me or dating me. It's that, well, there's a social, there's a social commentary aspect to those two shows in particular, right? Where like, they're so over the top crazy, but there's, they're kind of telling, they're, telling some some lessons in life I guess right yes yeah and they're making fun of everything and I like that like with with out of this world we try not we tried not to put down the other characters or there was like the opening scene where you know there's kind of bullies in it in the um in the bar I yeah. guess area where they're at the, in in a lounge and um then I was like we don't want to keep doing that throughout we still want to keep it really light and like fun 
and not to get too dark because I know South Park. Yeah. yeah, like South Park can get pretty dark. You know, <laughs> the, the the like the problem now is that is that a new show, like even Family Guy, if you go back to their previous episodes, they're, they they can't do half the stuff they can't do now, right? Like in the world that we live in now. Oh no! Yeah, I mean they get canceled right away. <laughs> well, there's, yeah, there's no the, the show room. would get canceled, and then the people would get canceled too. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone would be out of work. Yeah, <laughs> would be no, no but, good for anyone. But but they still can get away with certain stuff because they've already established that they they're they they who they are right. Like South Park guys, we know who they are, so they can still get away with like the judgmental and stuff like that. But when you're doing like yourself and you and your your collaborator trying to make a new show it's like it's like how do you find that tone of like of like comedy right like it's like where where's the line now right yeah especially her and i both being caucasian too i mean i have a very small percentage native american and hispanic on my mother's basically yeah yeah Yeah, but like i don't want to yeah there's no i yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm more Swedish than anything, but even I've had some comments be like, wait, is, is your character black and you're white? And I'm like, no, I didn't take that role away from, from yeah. anyone. Like, no, that no, was it's a weird time, not a weird time, but it's a, it's a, like, we we were like, we've gone over the boat. Right. So meaning that we'll kind yeah. of find the middle area somewhere. Right. So. But, well, I even got scared with that and it's a, it's a cartoon, you know, where, but I, I just get bored. There, there is a lot of like yellow and white characters that are in cartoons, even. So that yeah. was why I wanted my character to be a different color. And we're in outer space, so I never thought anything about black or white or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's oh, the Rick and, that's the Rick, Rick and Morty comparison, where like you do sci-fi, you can kind of get away with whatever you because you're creating a new world, right? You're creating new characters, right? So, right, yes. And I had never done an accent before too. So I just wanted to try that. So I was like, I just wanted to be British. I don't care what else really like as far as like we, I I don't care if I'm the alien or if I'm the human or if we're both weird creatures, like let's just make it, you know, cute and fun. And that's, we, with, with that aspect of like one being human and one being an alien, it was like, oh, they could still find the differences, like they have so many differences within one another, but they can still find a common ground or they can still be friends too, without any, even though they probably have other reasons not to be, it's like, who cares? They like each other. So what did you think about the audience, the feedback video that we sent you? What did you think about the audience have to say? Oh my gosh, I loved it. That was so helpful because that was my first time ever getting any feedback too, from anyone off of the film. So that, I mean, it's, it's always more, it's just so helpful. And to see like their, their faces, instead of them doing like a write-up feedback or doing like an audio feedback. I love that you guys have every aspect of it with your festival, how you, you have the audio, like this podcast, you have the write-up on the website and the newsletter and that, and then you have this, you know, like just um, the, the videos that you create for all of us. It's so helpful. Like I'm going to use them for marketing too it's it's great promo materials like we don't have a trailer i'm just gonna put those guys up i hope i'm allowed to do that yeah, that's that- that's the perp- that's the whole point right yeah yeah it's like i think that's what they're going for here so yeah. i i want to put it to good use and i would totally credit everyone that's in it too 
um, get their names or tag them or whatever if they if they want. We have an anonymous system, right? So we. Oh, okay, cool. Are, yeah. Okay. They're just they're just, they're just uh, random audience members who have something to say, I guess, right? So. Are they filmmakers themselves? It's usually like a crowd. No, like there's a maybe a couple, but it's usually like film. It's like a it's a mismatch of like filmmakers and film fans. You know what I mean? Like just try to find a good variety of people, I guess. Yeah, because they all are so into it. I love that they're they're creative with their responses too. So it was it was really nice to get different different sorts of, too. Like they weren't all the same. I loved that. So I like your, uh, on your uh, IMDb, I like your little bio that you wrote, like your. Uh, I didn't write it. My, my friend wrote it for me, but yeah, it's, he, I, he's a professional writer. Yeah. And so um, I didn't have anything. Like I just had like a list of festivals I had been in. Cause I've been in over like a hundred festivals now as an actress for other yeah. stuff, but not filmmaker you got a body of work you gotta that's that's to put it mildly like you have a lot of credits thank you yeah and I guess with him I was cracking jokes like well you're the writer like you write something how do you picture me like how how would you and he's like okay well let's let's do a zoom and again this is during COVID so it was supposed to be like a, a 10 minute thing and it ended up being four hours and so he, he did this with after four hours of just talking about what he think like my my background and everything he was like this is the bio that I think you should have and so that's so, what it is now but... I'll, I'll just take out of the hundred lines I'll take one line you can explain okay. what this means she's a lingerie model who throws on jeans and a sweater then throws herself off a building so my day job is <laughs> for the last four and a half years I I model for Savage X Fenty, the rapper Rihanna, it's her lingerie line. Okay. So that's what I do. That's my weekly work. That's how Are I you going to be at the Super Bowl with her and doing it? The... Oh, I wish. Okay. I wish she'd invite me. We're not, we're not tight like that. Okay. I'm tight with her design team. Okay. Gotcha. Team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've actually never met her um, myself in person, but I think she knows who I am at this stage because it's been like four and a half years. Sure, of course. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you can go to the Super Bowl and say, hey, I'm remember, you know, me, right? So I do I I do your I model your lingerie model. So. Right. Yeah. And then my other day job, it's really funny, is because I do voiceover too, is um called uh pole sport organization. So it's the the world's largest uh pole competition, pole dancing. But I don't, I'm not in it. I do the voiceover for it. Oh, okay. So I, those are like my two day jobs is lingerie modeling and then doing like the announcing and the presenting for girls. There's actually a, like a pole dancing kind of like. It's a community. Me. It's a whole thing. It's like they do prizes and awards and, and they, it, it goes all over the world. They're like in Switzerland, they do they're It's on tour basically. So, so it I could be like Olympic event one day. It could. It really could. It's a sport. It's a proper, like most of the girls that do it aren't strippers. They're aerialists or gymnasts or they're coaches or dance teachers. So I tried it one time. I had a, like a, my wife's friend does pole dancing and I went to, we went to something and, and I went up on stage after the show and I tried it and it was like, oh my God, the upper body strength for pole dancing is like, you can get really good shape doing this. It's a workout for sure. Yeah. Like yeah. those girls are ripped. I, I could felt not like, I felt like less of less than a man afterwards. Cause I was like 
20 seconds doing it. I was like huffing and puffing. I was like, oh my God. I'm like, I'm totally out of shape. It's like, but this is like, I can see the, I can see the attraction, like of, uh, <laughs> of just from, from a, from a workout standpoint of full dance. Yeah. It's, and it's fun, you know, like they have so much fun with it. I saw the first one where I got to hear my own voice doing it in um, North Hollywood in November, because the rest of the time they're like in Europe or um, they go to Asia, they go to Canada, they they do it everywhere. It's like a pop-up. It sets up every, in different cities. And um, I, it was so cool to watch. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a really, it's like graceful and elegant. And like, there's there, the choreography is really, th- and the costumes are so thought out. I felt like I was watching like Olympic ice skating, but on a stripper pole. You know, yeah. <laughs> it was so cool. I, you, I, it's pole dance. You don't have to say stripper pole. Oh, yeah, not stripper. No, 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 no. I didn't mean it like that. I meant, yes, pole. I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding around. See, now I can never write any cartoons. No, I'm okay, so that's the throws on the jeans and sweater. Then what's throw herself off the building? That's because I was a professional stunt woman for mm-hmm. many years. I kind of started in the industry doing film crew first and then I kind of made friends with like the stunt people because of that and then they you know they would ask me to stand in or or just be a body double without any major um, stunt stuff needed and then it was like well if you got trained we could actually pay you more and we could put you on more projects together and we like working with you and that sort of thing so I ended up like pursuing it for It was a few years in Australia, a couple years in Washington state where I'm from, but, um, basically I, I would do it. I, I mean, there's some stuff now that I would still do. There's a lot that I wouldn't anymore just because I bruise really easily and get pretty banged up. But, um, I trained at the stunt Academy over in Queensland, Australia, which taught me how to like get dragged by a car, get hit by a car, by a boat, jump through glass, get set on fire, um, all of the basics basically. And then I was doing like weekend classes and just anytime they'd have extra additional workshops, like for trapeze or for just horses or, or motorcycle related or whatever, I would just go and, and do popping classes too, just to try to pick up everything I could. And I really loved it. It taught me a lot of angle work for camera stuff that I was not aware of as an actor or as a film crew person. Like I thought I knew a lot from my background before yeah, sure. learning stunts, but like, I didn't, I, I was an idiot. Like it was just so, <laughs> so I'm, I, I mean, even just that helps me out when I'm on sets now too, a lot. Yeah. hundred percent. So it seems like, you know, like, yeah, you, you, you have a wide range of talents. I hope so. I think I, <laughs> after this many years of doing all of it. Yeah. I mean, um, I haven't done stunts for a while, but the next film I'm doing in March, they actually wrote in quite a few, like a stunt montage of stuff without giving anything away there. It's, it's a comedy and it's, um, I'm excited because it's like, oh, I haven't done a lot of this stuff in a while. So this is going to be really cool to see how well I do it but because it's a comedy even if it's not great it's still going to be funny and it's going to be fun to watch you just keep making projects you keep like moving forward I guess right like was there like kind of an ultimate like you kind of kind of alluded to like your dream would be to have a, a an animation show I guess right like is that oh man yeah where I wouldn't have to do everything like we have been on all these animations where I had like an actual team and like proper 
like just like a group of writers instead of just my friend and I bouncing ideas off of each other and throwing jokes at the wall, seeing what sticks. Yeah. Like that would be, I just feel that has so much more longevity than everything else I'm currently doing, like lingerie modeling. Like, I mean, really, how long can I do that for? And um, voiceover, I think is the most, for me, appealing part of acting versus on-camera acting because you're not judged by your looks. You can be any ethnicity or any gender or any age. Um, a lot of the or, prejudice- yeah, Or you can be an alien, yeah, right? So, right, yeah. like I it, I just don't, the stuff that I deal with every day for auditions and for castings here in Hollywood, like can really get to you after a while, even, in, even if you've done a million of them, where I'm like, I just wanna do something where like looks don't matter and like, but, but your acting can, you can still be really like creative and, and show your chops and, and yeah. be, you know, still get that aspect from it, but you don't have to be yourself. You can be a cartoon. You can be an animation. You can be a 3d something, exactly. a blob. So that's where you want to go. That's where you're kind of like, that's, that's your, your direction. You kind of want to head to, I guess, in a sense. God, I hope so. Yeah. That would be, I would just, Oh, it would be a dream come true. Like all this other stuff's fun. It's great. I'm never going to turn down a movie role. I'm never going to turn, you know, like whenever stuff comes to me, like I love regular acting too. I just, I just love the flexibility of voiceover acting though, versus regular acting. Like I waking up and going into my walk-in closet in my pajamas without having to do (laughs) That's how you do it these days, right? Like you can stay at home, right? Without a full set of makeup and hair and like. You got the equipment, right? You can do it all at home, right? Yes, I have a I have a custom built one from LA Sound Panels. So they've actually like did it according to my actual measurements on my closet. So it's like a built-in box that has a door that opens and even the door is a sound panel. And then once you're in, the whole setup's outside of the box. So outside of my closet on the computer. And then once you're in, there's like an iPad for the script, a monitor that's connected to the computer outside because you don't want to hear the fan kick over if you're in there for a few hours, like that'll show up on the microphone. I have like an additional, like two like selfie rings and a selfie light and all this stuff set up. So that's just like, I can go to town there for like 12 hours and be just gold, you know, no commuting in LA traffic, no spending money on, on gas, like no getting ready, no having to change your wardrobe to look like a, di- a different character and run across town for like six other auditions and change in the car. I, I want to work s- smarter, not harder, basically. Gotcha. Well, <laughs> no, I got you. Well, listen, this is a fun little film that you made. Like, like hopefully we'll talk again when you make your next film. And uh, it seems like you're always working, so you're always doing something. But creating, d- directing, kind of like uh, doing your own projects, I'm sure that's something that you love more than anything. So I'm sure we'll talk again man, when you make your next film. I'd love to see it. Yeah, I'll send it your. I have two coming up, so I'll send them your guys' way. That would be awesome. Perfect. All right, thanks for Lovely the time. to meet you. Yep. Yeah. Take care. Happy New Year. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Schlemiel, Schlemizel, Hassenbemp Incorporated.